0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Let's say this confession of faith, whether you believe it or not, confess it. Let's do it together. Are you ready? Here we go. Today, I declare victory. I stand for freedom. I speak your truth and declare your word over my life. I expect miracles, healing, and breakthrough now. We declare healing and unity over our city in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on. All right. You can be seated. This is why Pastor Eric knew what he was doing. He's like, I cannot put Pastor John and Dr. Matt at the same campus. We'll go all night. We'll, we'll like chest bump. I mean, I'll fall down, but he'll be fine. But I mean, still, it's true. It's true. Well, listen, I'm going to read a couple scriptures and then we're going to pull up and we're just going to pray for you because in this grateful series, I just want to let you know and thank you, worship team. And if you didn't know this worship team, they're, they're not paid to be here. Yeah. I think it's important that you know that they, they got here at three something in the afternoon, wanted to go through rehearsals. On Sundays, they get here like at six, 630 in the morning all volunteers some of you can barely make it to connect group but they're here every sunday faithfully i'm just saying to crack atmosphere i know you're probably glad i'm up in north county i know <laughs> after tonight you'll appreciate your pastor so much more uh, but i'm telling you it just blows my mind that they can get up there with this conviction and rip heaven open for us to encounter the Holy Spirit. And it's so good to get lost in worship. It's so good. It's healing. It actually heals your soul from the world of chaos right now to come in and just have a, have a worship set. You know, I started off having all these thoughts, and you're like, oh, man, is Pastor, you're going to really come in. Oh, shoot. Feeling sorry for myself. I wish I had a straw to suck it up. And then you get in worship, and you're like, and you're like, thank you, Jesus. That's why I need your to The Holy Spirit just comes in and goes, I got you. I got, it's going to be okay. So I'm just so thankful for worship and for everyone with that gift to do it. Thank you for that. Listen, there's two ways to believe. How I started. You know those memes, how I started, how it's going. I think we have a picture. This is how it started for me, maybe. This is what happened in 2017. This is my wife and I now. I'm thinking to myself in this picture right now, Lord, why are you doing this to me? Pastor Juergen's got it wrong. I know he hears from you all the time, but this is probably the one time my wife's over there going, oh man, what did I say yes to? I know I coerced my husband into this. He's doing this for me. Uh, And then this is us now. Laughing our face off. It's how it started. It's how it's going. That was in 2017. We took over Bressy. And God did radical things. He's still doing radical things because we're under a radical pastor that believes for anything. I can call him when I drive into a parking lot and see a building and go, you got to see this. I'm on my way to serve. Just believe. He goes, that's my line. Okay. Well, he walks in and guess what? Now that's the San Marcos building. That's why we have property where we're going to hold our, we're holding our own Emerge out because of his belief. When you get under that, here's the amazing thing. We're under their anointing. Do you know that? So you have pastors that believe big, that go for radical things. That's what's crazy. We're under that. So if we're under that, we can receive that same anointing. How bad do you want it? But there's two ways to believe. Number one, what do you believe about God? This is kind of like how I started So I had a lot of beliefs about God. You know, I believe everything they taught about God. I actually believe what they said in the Bible. I just wasn't sure. I mean, I believed in heaven. I believed in angels. I believed there was a hell. I believed there was a devil. I believed there was a devil that was trying to get me. I believed all about all this stuff. But that was about the depth of it. It was almost like it was a statement of knowledge. I grew up with a good statement of knowledge about God, about Jesus, but see, there's another way to believe. Yeah. So now I believe because I came to this church, I believe in God, like an expression of faith. Wow. I didn't have that before. Pastor John was referring to, we, we were so full of faith, especially after he got healed. That was my first radical healing. I'm like, dude, I, I, I just heard a guy pray like I've never heard before. Yeah. Yeah. He came in and literally dropped a hammer on hammer. <laughs> and double time hammer got healed. And that messed up my theology. So I went from knowing about God to believing in God. I believed about this word of God. Now I believe in the word of God. I believed about Jesus and his goodness and I knew he loved me and I knew all about it, but now it's in me. You squeeze it, it's going to come out of me, which brings a conviction. It's totally two different beliefs. And who you're around matters. Tuesday morning, I want to come early because I want to be around God stories. Because guess what? My belief, no matter how bad my Monday was, I know Tuesday I'm getting around some God stories of some mighty men. And when I leave there, my belief is full. What is it? Your level of experience of success in your life, your level of what you're seeing Jesus do in your life has to do with the BS in your head. What are you guys looking at me for? It means your belief system. See, to the pure, all things are pure. We just got to work on more discipleship here. Help us. Help me. But what I'm saying is, I don't want you to beat yourself up because I look at pre-crucifixion, I look at the disciples. I look at the disciples and I go, they hung out with the man all the time. In my Bible, I love reading these stories. And if I go to Matthew and I go when Jesus heals the centurion, he, he goes through this whole thing. And Jesus said to the centurion, this guy, he was a Roman soldier. And he understood authority. That's why right now my number one favorite song That our church is authority. It's on repeat until my wife is annoyed. And she goes, if you want to cuddle, you got to turn that song off. I turn it off immediately. But I think that's really why she even said that in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't she? But Jesus said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed. So let it be done for you other translations say as you believe let it be done that centurion had a belief on the inside wasn't even a christian he was roman but he knew who this man was he saw the authority and like you i too am a man under authority if you say it i know it will be done how much faith do you have that would be like someone that doesn't even go to our church but they know about our church and they said i know about your church i need you to pray for me right now they've never been to our church they just heard the rumors like, man, you come here, put the name of the book of miracles, Jesus can heal, whether you're in there or not. He just believed. He said, Pray for me now. Yes. Just like that centurion. Your belief matters. Your belief system about this house, about Jesus, what your expectation, it all matters. What are you believing for? Are you believing you give up when you get one piece of bad news? How thick is your skin on belief? Is it easily popped? See, near the end of Jesus's life, those disciples were not the best. They totally floundered. I even love, one of them got labeled the rest of his life, Doubting Thomas. But if you really go study the Doubting Thomas, guess what? Jesus was so, had so much grace for him. Even when he was risen, he just said, Thomas, I love you. Just believe. Yeah. But that wasn't good enough for Thomas. He needed help in his unbelief. And Jesus said, whatever you need, stick your finger right there. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Is that what you need? Wow. Then come and talk to us about it. Come yeah. That's how good Jesus is. Yeah. Thomas is like, Wh- whatever. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. St- I just got it. Can I touch it? His finger went right through the hole. And guess what? Thomas became one of the greatest evangelists of all the disciples. He flipped nations upside down for the gospel of Jesus Christ because once he believed, he was all in. It's amazing the devil work overtime to make sure we got one foot in the world and one foot over here and keep you in unbelief. And the Bible says if you got one thought over here and one thought over here, you're going to be unstable in all your ways. But what happens is you're like, oh, you're going to that awakened church. What, are you going all in? Yeah, I am. And you're about to see the fruit of it. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you I've watched more lives transform, but this is the key. Just step over the line. Just believe. Just believe. See, it's amazing. I had this epiphany on Monday. I said, Lord, what do you want me to speak on? And I was doing this kind of online thing, and he gave me this whole download on you know, when you started at that church, you had a lot of reasoning. Wow. So I'd come to church, and i hear a message. I'd be like, hmm, oh, huh, that's interesting. And I'd go back and forth. Oh, that's not how I was raised. Why are they jumping up in worship? I, I can't believe they had a platypus that would take the kids to kids' church. I said, I mean, that could be offensive to the platypus nation. I mean, why? why of all things, why a platypus? It was an Aussie thing. Why, why are they putting a 75-year-old up, up on stage doing the spider? He's sweating. I'm a doctor. He, he's going to have a cardiac arrest. And I, I, I don't want to do CPR What it this? I, I wasn't raised this way. What, what do you mean raise your hand in worship? I had all this reasoning. I was a great reasoner. I was like, God, what is this about? And I just get offended. But then I'd come back. And then I started getting more over here. And then I'd have friends that would just be like, dude, what are you doing? I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. But I started letting belief take over reason. See, out of all the disciples, and I love that quote, you know, I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat talker. Peter's the only one that got out of the boat because he didn't listen to reason. He just heard one word. And so he came and he was going on belief until he looked down and saw a storm and he went back to reason. And the reason sank, but Jesus still pulled him up. Some of us can get stuck in reasoning, but God's just saying, just believe. Abraham didn't go to reasoning. He just started believing. Pastor John just gave it to you. That's in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm telling you what, if it's in both the Old Testament and the New, we should be picking up what Jesus is putting down. I'm telling you, it's it's like every big move I've ever made, I had to let reason go. In this church, I was thinking to myself, okay, it started with, all right, I'll, I'll put my hand up. It makes no logical sense. Why my hands up? But you know what? Something feels right. I put two hands up. You know what? It was surrender. But I didn't know that at the time. That came through revelation that I needed to surrender because I was so religious. I was so stuck in theology and religious and what we can't do and all the laws that I told I was a bad person. And you know, if you make money, you're going to be, you know, it's the root of all evil. And then I came and I heard a different message. And then I was offended. I got lots of reason why I wasn't tithing. And then guess what? Revelation came, and then it just went, just believe, just believe. What do you mean I'm going to do an offering? Whoa, that's not right. I went back to reasoning, so I didn't do an offering. And then all of a sudden, I started coming back twice on a Sunday. And then I knew at the first service I should do it. Then I was coming back at Sunday night service, and I just kept letting go of reasoning, and I kept going to believing, and finally, I'll never forget my first offering. It changed everything in my heart. I released something because I was stingy. I was holding on to things. And then it got easier and easier because I said, I'd rather just believe. I'd rather just believe. And I started seeing miracles. I watched a $50,000 tax bill go away. I saw alignments change. I saw... The psychology of what I believed about money change. I had different conversations that were uplifting. I realized that I didn't have desires to go Friday night downtown anymore. I wanted to hang out with guys that were talking about business and life and Jesus and we could change the world and we could take the kingdom. We could do these things. I just wanted to believe. I didn't know we could do that. I had to let go of reason and realize I can still have fun. I can still do radical things. I could drive razors off cliffs and do these things and still go to church on Sunday. I just had to believe. Yeah that all things are possible. I, oh my gosh, Matthew six thirty three. seek first the kingdom and all these things shall be under you. Oh my gosh, I used to look at that and I'd reason about that verse. Well, it can't be serious. And then I just went, just believe. Just believe. And the more that I started hanging out on just believe, the more I saw transformation in my life. And I realized the more that my friends were stuck, they were stuck because they were so smart. They had so much reason. They had so much logic. They had such a good logos knowledge of the word, but they had no rhema. See, when when Jesus said, come to Peter, that was a rhema word. And he got out of logic and reason and went on belief because he got one word from heaven. It was a rhema word. What does rhema mean? That's just, it's the word of God that's alive, that the Holy Spirit reveals to you. And how many Christians that we know have never got a rhema word? You can't take a Logos word and go, you know, Peter walked on water, I'm gonna walk on water. That's a Logos word, you're gonna fall every time. But if you do get a word that's a Rhema word, like I've gotten business transactions, like I got in my first house, my second house, and the house I'm about to get right now, those have been Rhema words. And everyone else has thought I was crazy. I've lost relationships because I had a Rhema word, but I said, I refuse to go to reasoning, I refuse to go to logic, I'm just gonna believe. I'm just gonna believe. My dad was one of the smartest men I know. He's still alive. He's amazing. He's brilliant. But he sticks to reason. And I've watched the devil use it over and over and over. God made him brilliant. But he also made him, come on, can't you believe? But he was hurt and wounded and grew up in a religious home. And religiosity took him out. Every one of my friends that have been healed and set free and they're over here just believing in radical things that are happening in your life is everyone that let go of the dogma of religion and just said, Jesus, show me. Yeah. That's why they come, they don't miss a prayer meeting. That's why, why would I give up speaking and doing these things in my profession? It's because I got a rhema word. But then when it didn't make sense to anybody else, I would make sure I never missed a Sunday that I would get back. You know what I did it? Just believe. I believe God spoke to me and said, don't miss my house. That's my bride. Make it a priority in your life. If you make my house a priority, I'm going to make your house a priority. When I made his house a priority, it was because of just belief. I stopped reasoning. Well, I got this to do and I'll miss out on this. And you know, I'll be judged over here and I might lose this relationship, which could open doors all this money and blah, blah, blah. No, no. What's my idol? There'll be no other idols before me. But yet I had all these idols because I was just using reasoning and logic and what made sense. But you know what? Sometimes when God asks you to do something, it won't make sense. When I looked at every disciple and I read that story, especially with the woman that was healed of blood, it didn't make sense to go through and just say, if I could only touch him. It was her belief that healed her. And then Jesus was on his way somewhere. For those of the people that say, oh, Jesus already got a plan. If it's meant to be, it will be up to him. You know, know, he stopped. She got healed. He was on his way. Jarius was a little upset because his daughter died. So he stops, takes time for this woman to honor her. It's in the word of God about her belief. While stuff is happening in another man's world and logically and reasoning... He's getting ticked at Jesus for stopping like, my daughter, my daughter. And he got all the way there and said, she's sleeping. And he looks at him. He said, just just believe. Boom. And life came back into her body. That is in Matthew. It's in Mark. It's in the Bible multiple places. It's in Luke. Why would it be in every one of the gospels? Because that's how much we need to believe that God is trying to tell us. we got to start going to belief, even if it doesn't make sense. I'm going to tell you it from three different disciples' perspective so you could see it from each viewpoint. Because I need you, church, to understand. Just believe. Some of us are stuck where we're at because we keep going to reasoning. And God just wants you to believe. He has the best intentions for you. How bad are we willing to believe? If we put our faith in man, we can just stop trusting God. But we got to get back. God, I know I was disappointed last week. I know this person let me down, but I'm not going to lower my believability in you and what you can do in my life. God, I need you to redo something. Go around the way. Just can I play the Romans 828 card? Whatever I need to do. Just keep my belief high don't take me out on my purpose my destiny my calling I want to believe Lord I know I've been disappointed in church maybe someone let me down and connect maybe someone let me down but God just believe give me another I want this is my heart he knows the desires of your heart he's gonna put the right people in your life to help you get healed I don't care if you're up on the altar every Wednesday and Sunday what does it take what's keeping you out oh, I don't want people to judge me I was up there you know like three months ago so it's fear of the man not fear of the Lord just believe. You know why we call it the altar? Because your life gets altered every time. I had to keep telling Pastor Jurgen, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He was like, quit apologizing. I believe in you. You know what it's like to hear that? To someone like, I didn't want to disappoint him, but I just made some dumb habitual things that I would do over and over because neurologically I had rehearsed those. Some of you are negative just because you keep going to negative patterns and you've rehearsed it. It's a stronger muscle than believing. But the longer you're here, the longer and the more that you show up, That you come in in the front of service, not after worship's over. The more that you soak in his presence, the more belief will fill you on the inside. And the stronger you'll get. And the faster you'll heal. And the more you'll believe. And then what happens is God starts to multiply and accelerate the blessing and the favor over your life. You just got to believe. Just thinking to myself, even with this whole thing, like... It started in worship was hard to believe. Then it was the tithing. Then it was the soaking and serving. I mean, do you understand how many things I had to re Like, it's a miracle. If God could do it in this forest Gump thick skull, he can do it for anybody. I got to break it down simple. But he showed me, look who I put in your life. Can you just believe? I'm like God. What are you doing? I've a gone. I can't. I'm just, I can barely make it through service leading without Pastor Becky telling me I messed up something. I'm just like, now you're gonna make me responsible for all these people? And he goes, You're not building my house. I'm building my house, but I'm faithfully gonna use you and sharpen you and hone you. The reason why we are service leavers here is because we had to learn so much. It was like a refiner's fire. But it was the greatest thing that ever happened because it pulled me into my destiny that I could go up there and have a belief that my friends wouldn't send me up there to make fun of me. They knew I was ready. They knew my wife was ready. We just had to believe in ourselves. God's building his church. We just got to make sure we show up and have fun doing it. We're the light of the world. Do you believe it? Remind your face. When people see you lit up, they go, Well, what is different about you? What's different about you? I want to know what you got because it's contagious and I see something different. I've known you a long time, Dr. Matt. What's different about you? I'm in church, I'm in the house of God. I'm reading the stories of Jesus over and over and over again. He just loved on the disciples. He multiplied fish, turned water into wine. They were, he healed lepers in front of him. He delivered demonic, oppressed people all in front of his disciples. And then he even told them at dinner, I'm going away. And they still didn't believe. And when he was resurrected, they all folded. They all scattered. And when he even came back and ascended, they still had a struggle believing. But let me tell you something. When the switch hit, when they let all reasoning go, and they went full-on believing, the reason we're sitting in the house of God tonight is because of the disciples that spent hours of their life writing the inspired Word of God, hours. I can barely send a text message. They spent hours. This was one of the most sacred things with their encounters, with their stories, with everything. They were so inspired. They didn't care. They'd be in jail with shackles on and they'd start singing because you know what? They believed God could do anything. He has resurrection power. He was raised from the dead. These shackles ain't got nothing on you. Lord, break these chains and every chain would break And the jail cell swung open, and Paul and Silas walked out of there, and they were forever changed. And let me tell you, every security guard, every jailer, everyone that encountered that power, it changed their life. God just needs some Christians to show up with some power if you just believe. Is there a church that will bring my Holy Spirit in? Will you believe? Tonight, listen, I just want to pray for everybody that you've been low on your belief. That you're just not sure. It's been some negative news. Your job's on the line. This is on the line. There's been chaos in the world. You're not sure. But you just need some injection of belief. I'm going to tell you something. Because we're just in the middle of it right now. And I'm going to wrap right now and pray for us. But I want you to hear this. God showed me a house. Someone sent it to me. And I saw the price tag. You got to remember I've been in this house 15 years. I know the voice of the Holy Spirit. I said, I'm never going back to religiosity again. But someone sent me this house and said, this is so Hubbard style. And I I looked at it, and I looked at it, and then I saw the price tag. And I go, oh, man. Yeah, that's cool. That is Hubbard style. Thanks for sending it to me. And the Holy Spirit goes, oh, you're that easy to fold like a deck chair. Don't you know by now I can do anything? And I sat there and I got so convicted. I said, All right, thank goodness. Next morning was men's prayer. I just received a men's prayer. I needed to hear some God stories. I heard some radical God stories. I saw faith arising. And I felt, I just asked the Holy Spirit and I said, I know you can, but come on. He says, You're part of one of the greatest churches. You're leading men and women every week. I have you in the marketplace. I have you doing these things. And that is going to intimidate you. That's what took you out. You didn't even inquire about it. That's how easy you're just going to look at a price and not even investigate it. I need you to be bigger than that. I need you to be better than that. And no kidding, I repented. And I said, Lord, I know you can do anything. And he says, then make a phone call. So I made a phone call to Jonathan Mack. And I said, hey man, I don't want to waste your time. I just need you to investigate. He came back, told me some news, and I go, well, I did my part. And the Holy Spirit again says, that's it? You're going to take no for an answer? You wouldn't be married to Michaela if you took that for an answer. She told you no over and over and over again. But I just believed she's going to be my wife. Do it again, Lord. All right. So I called my mama. I said, Mom, the same thing that I'm in my house. I'm calling you again. She goes, Did you get a word from the Lord? And I said, No, I got a rebuke from the Lord. And she goes, I love it. I'll make the call. She called me back. You need an X amount of money to be able to see it. And I go, Oh, you couldn't even see it unless you pre-qualified it for a certain amount. And then she said, But I talked her into it because she's a believer and she heard you're a pastor. She'll show you this Sunday after church. And like that, every wall started coming down. See, when those men started walking around Jericho, those walls looked pretty intimidating. They kept going because they had a fearless leader named Joshua that just believed that he had a dial up to heaven. And they listened to Joshua, and Joshua kept waping up and leading them. And I called Pastor Jurgen, and he said, you got to go for it, Dr. Matt. That's my Joshua that I'm going to follow, no matter how big the wall looks. If he said, walk around again, I'm going to walk around again. If he said, do it again, I'm going to do it again. If he said, call him back, do it again, offer him this, I'm going to do whatever my Joshua is telling me to do, because I have belief in what I've seen the fruit of his life. We all have a Joshua in this house. You all have a direct connect to Jesus. Do you believe? Listen, I'm going to open the altar. If you need some belief back for something you believe before, whether it's your marriage, whether it's a kid off the rails, well, it's breakthrough. I need you to come to the altar and we're going to impart. How do you know? When you move, he moves. You can say, well, God could do it right here if he really wants to. He really can. But do you really want him to? Or does it help you stay in that victim mentality like, no, I'm more comfortable here? Because guess what? This has been an uncomfortable journey of faith, of stretch. But you know what? I believe that God can do anything. And if I'm going to build this house, I need radical things to happen in my life. I saw Pastor John get healed in a hospital that got me to learn how to pray. I've seen multiple people healed, restored. I just saw a kid get set free from heroin in one prayer. I've seen radical things, and if you need to see them, just come to the front. We're going to pray right now. I'm going to pray a prayer. I'm going to ask the worship team to sing that song one more time by Brandon Lake. who just won a Dove Award in front of millions of people because of the anointing on his song that he carries. And then I'm going to have Pastor John come up here and wrap it. But just lift your hands to heaven. Come on. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you that you're doing radical things in this house. That, God, we live in a city that needs to hear the good news of Jesus. That, God, we live in a state that needs to hear the good news of Jesus. God, I thank you for every pastor that they're going to get some belief back. That, God, they're going to stand for freedom in the state of California. God, I thank you for every believer down here with their hands lifted and their hearts open. God, I thank you right now. Lord, there's men and women under the sound of my voice that are believing for things that only you can do. God, I pray right now, like you've done it for so many people in this house, Lord, that same anointing of breakthrough is on every one of their life right now. God, let them hear testimonies. Let them hear the goodness of and your grace in this house. I just felt when I was praying that, that some of you, you've been taking yourself out. You've been beating yourself up. You've made mistakes. God has forgiven you. A lot of times we don't teach on repentance. What I learned about that thing when God rebuked me, I actually had to repent because of my doubting the Lord. And when I repented, doors started opening. And when I said, Lord, I'm sorry, I I, I don't wanna put you in a box anymore. I know you're the God of the impossible. I started seeing impossible things start to happen. But I had to repent. For some of you, it's just an easy Lord. I'm sorry. Maybe it's sin. Maybe it's just putting him in a box. Maybe it's trying to confine what he can do in your life. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. He's already forgiven you. He loves you. See, you can come to this church and see all the miracles. You can be just like all the disciples and see everything Jesus did. But then when it comes down to it, you don't go over the line to just believe. Jesus tonight is saying, just believe. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for breakthrough. I thank you for believing again in your goodness, in your grace, in your mercy. In your truth, in the word of God. God, I thank you, Lord, that we get around to other believers that just believe. God, I thank you for incredible pastors over this church that infuse faith every Sunday, every Wednesday. God, let the discipleship in this church, let men and women be set free tonight in your mighty, holy, majestic name. Everybody said, Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, Go to awakenchurch.com.